Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And on today's show, we have a couple doing exactly that and winning and getting there and absolutely crushing it. So on today's show, we talk with uh, a couple of investors, Jono and Tammy Gray. And we talk about their journey and how they had to overcome their mindset in order to be able to start building a scalable, profitable property portfolio. And in fact, they now have a portfolio of five properties. And that is um, also part of the fuel that is allowing them to do some massive life changes, move to the coast, do heaps of other kind of really cool stuff. Um, What I love about this uh, episode is is the focus on mindset and how you need to kind of prepare yourself in order to be able to maximize your opportunity to achieve all of the things that you want in life and also in property. We talk about how they have managed to buy, they bought one property in the first 12 months and then three properties just in the last 12 months, um, which is really awesome. They went on a great buying speed and they've been super successful doing it as well. So if you're uh, interested in property investing and you want to hear the success stories of somebody else who has walked the path before you, or you just want to hear how somebody else has done it, or you just want, you know, you need to break through some of that inertia that it might be holding you back, then this is the episode for you. So uh, without any further ado, I can't wait to share this with you. It was such a fun conversation. I had such a good time. And I know that you're going to love it too. Um, without any further ado, let's get stuck into it. And I'll see you on the inside. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Investor Lab. Joining me today are two very special guests, Jono and Tammy Gray. Jono, Tammy, how are you? Great, Goose. How are you? Very, very well, thanks. Really, really nice to see you guys again. I haven't actually seen you in a little while, and it's, and it's such so nice to see your face again. What's been happening? Yeah, it's been a while, but um, and a lot has changed since we spoke to you last. Uh, we had uh, our first little baby, baby boy, uh, six weeks ago. So that was um, what's his name? His name's Isaiah. Isaiah, nice. Well, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. And I guess at the same time, I've got a new job. Um, and we're relocating to the Central Coast, so uh, from the Hunter Valley. From the Hunter Valley, so yeah, it's um, it's all happening all at once, which wasn't planned, but um, that's how things go sometimes. Well, you say it wasn't planned, but like you know, it was what three? I think it was three properties ago. We were saying that the goal for you guys was to was Jono for you to get a job on the Central Coast, mm-hmm. and then for you guys to move into um, into like a I think it's a fi- bit of a fixer upper, right? Family mm-hmm. family well, home, but a- a renovation as well. Yeah, and do the, do the reno. Like that was kind of the goal. That was three properties ago, and now you're living it out. So I don't know if it's not planned. I think things <laughs> sound like they're going according to plan, right? Definitely, so definitely planned in that sense. Probably wasn't planned to all happen at once, is what with I mean. Baby. <laughs> yeah, with the baby thrown in the middle. That's it. That's yeah. it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna get it, if you're gonna do something, you might as well do it right and get real busy. So <laughs> yeah. no, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, guys, um, before we kind of kick off, um. I've had the pleasure of uh, knowing you guys for well, a couple of years now, actually, since we um, since we uh, first met. But for the people who who are listening to the podcast, they're thinking, "Who are these guys? What's going on here?" So um, I'd love to just get a bit of a background um, on you guys. Obviously, you just mentioned um, Hunter Valley moving to the Central Coast, so we kind of know where in the world you are. And for those who are listening who don't know, the Hunter Valley is in New South Wales. And we're talking Central Coast, New South Wales. But tell us a little bit about you guys. What do you what do you do? And you know, just give us a bit of background. Yeah. So. Um I'm uh, from the Hunter Valley. I grew up here. I was born here in Singleton um, and I'm an electrician by trade. I've been working uh, in the mining industry up here in the Hunter Valley. And um, my wife, Tammy, she's originally from Sydney um, and she moved up here 
uh, after, well, quite a while after we met, I <laughs> took a took a long time to get serious. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's me, I guess. Tammy, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Was it worth moving? <laughs> yeah, look, it is now, definitely. But yes, it was. It was a while doing long distance for a, for a number of years. So, but yeah. now it's all worked out for the best. Nice. Um, and me, I um, did a degree in environmental science. Um, so I worked for a consulting firm, a little consulting firm in town in Singleton here um, that you know, it does a lot of work with uh, major approvals. So with the mining industry as well as like renewables. So like um, getting solar farms approved, wind farms, things like that. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And you taking a little bit of break now that Isaiah's on the scene? Yeah, so I'm on maternity leave at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a bit of flexibility with um, going back after. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Great stuff. Um, um, whereabouts in Sydney were you from, Tammy? Um, so like the Hills District. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like Borkham Hills, Winston Hills. Yeah, nice, nice. And, um, Jono, I'm interested. What was it like growing up in Singleton and grow- growing up in the Hunter Valley? What was that kind of like? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I feel like uh, a lot of people finish school here and they, you know, move to Newcastle or Sydney or get towards the coast. Um, I was happy to stick around. I've got a, quite a large family and <clears throat> based in um, Singleton uh, mostly, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the the small town sort of vibe. I'm not really one for getting stuck in traffic and that sort of thing in the city. So, um, yeah, hopefully the Central Coast isn't uh, too much of a change, but we'll see. Um, but, no, I'm very much looking forward to the move uh, as much as I do love living up here. it's um, Yeah, it's an exciting change for the family and, and it's an exciting time for sure. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I actually, I actually grew up in a really small country town as well, so I kind of share that. I share the same sentiment. The hack that I've found though is just make sure that you can walk to wherever you work, right? So, so I never get stuck in any traffic jams. So it's a thirty-minute walk from our office to our to where we live. So I'm like, okay, because okay, I'm I agree with you. Like oh, being stuck in traffic. Any any time I try and drive around Sydney, I'm just like, oh my god! Imagine doing this every day. I I wouldn't live here. I don't think so. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And um, and Tammy, what was it like growing up in the hills area? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we there's. I think it's just for me the big difference moving up here was. Um, like I had, you know, 10, 15 minutes from my house, either direction was pretty much everything that I needed, a friend's mm. everything. Whereas here, if I wanted to go to a shop, big shopping centre, it's a 40-minute drive or yeah. like, it's just a little bit further and you just, but on the other end, everything that's needed for day-to-day is so close. So, you know, my work was two-minute drive. Like it's it, like shops is just up the road. Um, but yeah, if you need anything bigger than that, um, it's it's a drive. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, that's there's there's obviously pros and cons with uh, mm. with living regional, right? So, um, and obviously, if you live, you can live regional, also still live in it, like you know, be in the center of a town and do all of yeah. that kind of stuff. But typically, yeah. typically speaking, I had the kind of same thing where I was growing up. Like we'd have to, it was like a thirty minute trip to go to go to the groceries and all of that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, no, no, I totally get that. And when did you guys? Um, when did you guys get together? How long have you guys been been doing this thing? Uh well, we've been uh, married eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, we sort of first met, I guess, or. 
I guess we're interested in each other for around 18 years oh, old. How did you guys meet? Hang on a second. If Jono, if you're up in Singleton and Tammy, you're in the Hills mm. District and you 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 started having, you caught each other's eye, shall we say, at, at 18, how did that happen? Um, so we sort of share a uh, mutual relationships. My cousins were sort of uh, quite good friends with uh, Tammy's parents. Um, from this house they were moving into. Yeah, so it all sort of stemmed from this um, place at, on the Central Coast where they sort of um, met on holidays and whatnot uh, many years ago. So, um, yeah, so yeah. we've sort of crossed paths, I suppose, over the years, but I guess... Yeah, it was a uh, bit of a summer romance, bit of a summer holiday romance type thing, was it? Well, it was. I don't know. It was sort of at a cousin's wedding that uh, Tammy first really caught my eye. I guess I, I don't think I really caught her her <laughs> eye for a little while after that. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long time, but it's been uh, it's we it's, had three year wedding anniversary two days ago. Yeah. Congrats. Gee whiz, it is really all piling up. New new baby, new job, moving to a new house and a wedding anniversary all in one go. Yeah, awesome. All, all at once. Awesome. Perfect. So, okay, that's really interesting. So, you guys met met when you were 18, all of that kind of stuff. When did you guys start getting interested in property? Did, did either of you, is that like in the background in your family? Did you have parents that were like into property or where did that start to start to come into, into focus for you guys? Look, I think for me, um, we're both... Uh, quite good savers. We don't like spending money. Um, so we both did have um, savings. We both living at home, um, had a good amount of savings. Um, and for me particularly, not my parents didn't aren't really big investors. They did have investment property at one stage um, and then when the interest rate rise so much, um, they did have to sell it and then that's been it for them. Um, so I didn't really have anything in the background for that, not family um orientated I guess but I guess for me I like the idea of figuring out my financial security and and I find it just very interesting um and so I guess I was looking into it a bit more um and then Jono had enough when we were looking to move in together um Jono wanted to buy a house and we had the savings so Jono bought a house but then I had still had savings um that I kind of was like, oh, maybe we could get an investment property, like a little apartment in Newcastle or something like that. And I think it was like at least 18 months that I was just, you know, thinking about it and looking, but it was always too scary to like, you know, make the dive. What You know, it's a lot of large amount of money. Um, yeah, and I'm definitely, I think I'm definitely someone that's Jews on things a lot. Like I'm mm-hmm. definitely sit back and assess all my options and really have a good hard think about it, research a lot. Like, I mean, it took me, I don't know, a long time to propose to Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just um, I guess, um, I'm one to, you know, is, is there a better investment opportunity out there? Am I making the right choice? So I guess, um, you know, Tammy was a, a massive help um, in, yeah, working on both of our mindsets, I guess, to come into a place where we were ready to invest. And then obviously we discovered um, you guys at, at Dash Dot and, um, you know, we thought that, um, yeah, getting help to make this decision because it was such a big decision was um, was the, definitely the safest and the best way to go. So, and we have yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back to that. I'm interested to know, so, so Tammy, you're basically the driver then, right? You're the one that's saying... Mm-hmm. 
we're going to move this forward. That's really interesting, particularly um, when your parents had investment properties and then you said they had to sell because of interest rates. So my assumption is that they were negatively geared. Is that probably a fair assumption? So it's just one in, in Sydney. Um, and then, yeah, it just got to a point where it just was not, they kind of lost money on it. And that was their only um, thing that they did with property. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. So that's pretty cool that you've been the one that's been kind of shaping this and going and helping to get Jono on the on the bandwagon and get his mindset right to, mm-hmm. to move it forward. So that's that is pretty exciting. So what's like I'm interested to kind of know like how has your view on property investing changed since before we started working together? Because obviously a lot's happened and we'll kind of dig into that, you know, because you guys have been really successful in your portfolio over the last couple of years, which is great. Um, but I'm interested to know like from where you were, like let's say a year or so when you started thinking about it to, to now, like what's changed or what's changed in your mindset around property investing? Oh, I think that's the biggest the biggest change. I know when um, we were looking, well, I was looking at, you know, options of where to invest and you guys came up. I looked into you guys. I dashed on and we had a, um, a, a first initial um, a Zoom call um, and... You know, Jono came into that. He really didn't really have any background to that, and um, it was it wasn't for a couple of months. We decided no, we didn't want to, you know, spend the money up front. You know, we think about it, um, and it took a couple of months um, to get him ready to go. Well, I guess, I guess, um, and this is the biggest change is you know, don't be afraid to to get professional help with this sort of stuff, like. Um, like Tammy said, after that initial um, call that we had, um, you know, I was sort of in the back of my mind thinking, you know, why, why do I need to, you know, spend money on somebody to tell me, you know, what house to buy or where to invest or that sort of thing. But definitely, um, you know, we, we both went away, read some books and and um, got our got our mindset um, probably in the right space. And, and it was then that I sort of realised that, you know, I'm not willing to take on, you know, all this research and all this stuff, you know, I'm more than happy to pay somebody to, to, to deliver that, um, that option for me. And because I am such a steward as well, you know, that just puts my mind at ease that I don't have to think about that, you know, it's, yep, this is a good option. Here's all the reasons why it's a good option. Um, you guys laid that out for us straight away and, and we were more than happy to, to go with it. And yeah, it's been, um, it's been great for us. Yeah. So Sammy, think, go on. I think um, so. Before we started with you guys, the aim um, was to pay off our house. You know, that's the best thing. Why pay interest on something? You know, when you should just work to pay off and then look at doing stuff after that. And um, you know, after our call, the first call where we didn't decide to go with you guys, I went to the, the library. I borrowed every book I could. Um, on invest property investing and, you know, found a good couple. And um, the big one, I guess, that I got Jono to read was um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Great. Yeah, um, such a, it's such a catalyst, that book, to so many people. Yeah, yeah. And I think that dawned when we read that together. It was like this idea of, you know, um, I guess you can explain what you're changing. Well, putting your money to work, like, like we said, we're both, pretty heavy savings focused sort of people um we don't love to spend money but um yeah it, the idea of having your money sit in the bank and then in 10 years time it's pretty much worth the same amount or if not less less yeah, yeah so um yeah the idea of you know every dollar that you put out there 
in the world to work for you is bringing you in more dollars and you know they're the best kind of employees they don't take holidays they don't take breaks they don't have weekends off you know they're making you money while you're asleep and yeah it's just um yeah it's, it's that mindset of getting your money to work for you so that you can have freedom and choice and 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 make decisions in your life based on other things other than financial yeah awesome yeah awesome love it so Talking about that kind of like the way that you, I'm, I'm probably more pointing this a bit towards you, Jono, like the kind of way that you go, go a little s- slower in the decision-making process at first, but it feels like once you've decided, then you kind of like lean in, right? You're oh, sort of, yeah. He's ready to go. He's like, I'm, let's go. Next let's get time, as many as we can. <laughs> because what's really interesting, right? And we'll talk about the properties is because we, you guys have now got four investment properties, right? Um, and you've done that in a space of two years, pretty much, right? Yep. Now, what's interesting is that we bought the first investment property with you guys, and then it was like 12 months later that we bought the second one. But then in the last 12 months, we bought three properties. So it was kind of like, like it feels like it was like sort of really hard to get the momentum going. You got one, and then I'm interested to ask uh, the question. This is a question that I've got. Was it a case of like, we'll buy one, and then we just got to see if this works and kind of feel it out and get comfortable with it? But then once you, and then it just feels like, because I remember, I remember when you came back and said, "Hey, right, we're ready to go again." It was basically like, "Let's go as fast as we can." Like, let's go. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, this is a bit of a shift." So, what was the kind of process for you guys in between buying the first one and then and then and then buying three in twelve months, which is which is a good run, by the way. Um, I think seeing the results, like, I mean. Yeah, I think what you said was probably right. We sort of sat on it and waited and see how it went. And although you can talk about, you know, this is, you know, you, you gain some equity and you're able to refinance off that or this is how it all works, when you sort of, I guess, see it in your own life and you can actually see the, the figures in front of you for something that you actually own and that's, it, it's somehow different. I don't know. It was different for me anyway. It got me excited to, yeah, this is working and, and, you know, this strategy, everything's positive, everything's making us money, you know, there's low as, as low as risk as possible with it. And, um, yeah, like for me, that was just, all right, well, why, why not have this, have this money continue to work for us? And then I guess that's where we sort of shifted as well from the goal from, oh, let's pay off our house. That's the most important thing for us to, you know, let's actually use this money to, to leverage more money from the bank and then that grows and, yeah, I guess it'll just sort of snowball from there. Yeah, like who cares about the small amount of interest on a home loan when you can leverage and, and make more money on, yeah, so you're just balancing and it's just the mindset was the big thing for us and, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a really funny one, isn't it, right? Because naturally, like, because we're all kind of told, like, debt's bad and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so the natural inclination is to want to pay down debt. Um, and as, as we know, there's good debt and bad debt and all that kind of stuff. When you think about it, like when you think about the, the maths around it, right? So let's say that you're paying 3% interest on your home loan. All you need to do is get more than 3% return and then your money, worthwhile. yeah, to make it worthwhile. Like, and if you can't, if you can't make more, if you can't make more than 3% on your money, like, okay, you, you definitely need help. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> So it's pretty interesting, but that's a really big mindset shift for people because they don't think about it in terms of like the hurdle rate. That's what it's called is the hurdle rate. No, no, okay, hang on a second. All I need to do is get better than X and then it's all worthwhile. And I think that's a particular as, you know, we're in an environment where people are talking about interest rate rises and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, if the interest rate does go up a little bit, are you still going to be able to beat the, the hurdle rate? And, you know, the answer is yes. So, yeah. And I guess like, um, 
like you're saying, all you have to do is make more. And that's been our experience 100%. Like we're in a position now where these properties, you know, we're not having to pay our own home loan and it just frees up more more money to do the things we want or more money to reinvest and more money to to you know make the make the choices that we want and the lifestyle changes that we that we want to make for sure so yeah, yeah awesome. definitely um that mindset of you know putting your money to work for you to pay for the things that you're you're just forking out of your pocket at the moment is um yeah absolutely incredible did you have to go did you have to kind of like overcome any challenges uh, mindset wise to start buying in places that you were never even going to see the property because the first because you guys are in new south wales the first property we bought was in south australia um the other properties we bought one's in wa and two of them are in queensland so you've never been to any of the properties did did you have to kind of like how did you guys approach that aspect of it um i guess yeah for me um, we put the trust in you guys. Yeah, I'm probably more happy to just see that on paper the the numbers work. You know, like if you can if you can tell me that this is how much it's going to cost and this is how much it's going to generate and, and whatnot, then yeah, I'm happy to not be able to see the place. I'm happy to go and pay a you know I'm an electrician. I'm happy to go and pay an electrician to go and fix a PowerPoint if it needs to. You know, that's 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 all fine. Like uh, I think. Um, yeah, I think probably once upon a time I was definitely of the mindset that I would like to be close and be able to, you know, go and, you know, fix the house myself so I didn't have to spend money on trades to come and maintain it or, or you know, just to be able to go and look at it. But, yeah, now you think about it, it's, you know, what are you going to, realistically, what are you going to do if you if you could um, go it. and touch it, you know? Like it's, it's not going to change a thing really. So we were happy to, to hand over to you guys and say, look, we don't really mind, you know, Wherever the case may be, that is the best opportunity for us. Then, um, then give it to us. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Let's talk about the properties really quickly. There's a lot of other stuff that I want to talk about actually, because I've got a few other questions I want to ask. But let's talk about the properties really quickly. So, um, you guys have bought four properties, as I mentioned. You bought one, and then twelve months later, you then started a buying spree, basically, and you bought three, <laughs> bought bought three in twelve months. Um, the combined return on invested capital that you guys have got is a hundred and forty-eight point one percent so far to date, which is which is pretty good, right? Yeah. Which is pretty, which is pretty <laughs> probably better better than the share market, that's for sure. Um, are there, do any of the properties stand out to you as being like particularly interesting? Is there anything like from your perspective? Because I could sit here and talk about the numbers and all of that kind of stuff, and that's all great. But I'm interested to know from your perspective, like, do any of them particularly stand out, or is there any? Because like some of the yields you've got as well, you've got a mix. You've got five point four, six point one, eight point six on one of the ones in Queensland, and six point nine. Do any of them stand out to you for any particular reason um, at all? I guess probably. Um the high yielding one there in Queensland is a standout for me um, because that's when you sort of start to see immediate results, I suppose, of, mm. of money coming in that you can use to supplement your own um, expenditures and things like that. Um, but in saying that, it's a standout because of the previous ones that we bought, you know. Um, you guys talked us through the strategy of, you know, getting a few you know, growth-focused properties um, under our belt to start with. And I guess that's what we were talking about before. It was a bit of a, a slower start to to get that growth happening and get a bit of um, and get a bit of equity in our pockets. And then, um, yeah. So I guess without without those those first two there um, building on themselves and getting us to a place where we can start looking at high yielding properties that do result in immediate change to 
I guess, how we live is, um, yeah, that, that definitely seeing that change is what stands out to me from, from that particular pro- or the two properties in Queensland really, you know, um, yeah, doing quite well. So, Yeah, awesome. Probably one of my favourites and it might be because I specifically, I'm going to ask you, Tammy, what you think, but mm-hmm. um, one of my favourites is the one we bought in, in South Australia and the reason for that is because I, like, I'm very in tune with that specific market and I'm very excited. Like, like the long-term picture on that property is awesome and also... Um, it's you know you can knock it down and subdivide it later on and all of that kind of stuff. So it's got all these kind of like built-in benefits. I'm a little softy for that one, but it might just be because I found that one myself. <laughs> so it could just be that. I yeah, might yeah. be emotionally attached. What about you, Tammy? I think probably the same as Jono. Just um, like for me, like I probably couldn't pick the houses out of the lineup really. To me, it's not – I don't have a personal attachment to them. It really is investment. I don't care what they look like as long as, you know, you guys give me, you know, you bring back the details and the, the key sums and, um, yeah, we just go from there. So I think, yeah, just understanding that there is that kind of balance between growth and, um, uh, you know, getting money coming in and getting that balance so that you can continue to grow that portfolio is, I guess, a big um, lesson, I guess, we've come to understand. Yeah, Awesome. Um, what advice would you have to someone who's thinking about getting started or, you know, maybe they're even thinking about working with Dash, I don't know, but someone, maybe someone who's just thinking about starting investing, but they're, they're at that point where they're like, ah, it all seems too hard and too scary and I don't know what I'm doing and, you know, and they're just struggling to get that momentum because you guys have got the flywheel now. The flywheel is starting to work for you. Now you've got that critical mass. Like it's it just, you, you know, you guys are freewheeling now, which is awesome. So what would you say to somebody who is back at the start where you guys were? I guess if I was talking to my past self, I would, you know, I would say don't be afraid to get help, you know, like it's um, 100% all about the team that you have around you, you know, not just Dash Dot, but, you know, uh, mortgage brokers, conveyances, all those people that yeah. that help you out um, in this journey is, you know, unless you're willing to spend all of your time and make this a serious hobby and sit down and do all these things yourself and research and, and find all that out, which some people that might be, you know, a, a great hobby for them. But um, in this current climate with the lifestyle and, and how busy we all are, I think it's, you know, you guys do this every day and this is your bread and butter and and, and this is the service that you provide so that people like us can, um, you know, not not have a, a heavy hand in it, but just, just help us along the way to um, be confident in the decisions we're making and, and you guys provide all that and um and yeah definitely puts my you know stewards mind at ease because i don't have to to really think long and hard about um you know the particulars if i can see all the all the numbers on the page then then i'm happy with it so awesome. don't be afraid to get help awesome what about you tammy what would you say to someone who's like back at the start and trying to overcome that initial inertia um i think it's really like educate yourself um you know, do what you can, do what you need. Like, you know, for me, it was going to the library and, and borrowing a heap of books, doing a bit of reading, you know, understanding myself, the process, um, and, and get your mindset in, in place first because really that is a really determining factor to be able to put a large bit of money on, you know, something that, you know, could you lose money, you could gain money. Like it's just, you know, it just lowers 
yeah, the risk factor, I guess, for me to have that understanding and the, the, the mindset is that, yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome. What does success look like for you guys? What's the goal? Like, what are you guys, what are you guys shooting towards? Because again, not that long ago, the goal was get a job on the central coast, move, you know, move, move, move to the, the fixer up bar, and get, that's all kind of happening now. So, like, what does success look like to you guys? Why are you even investing in property? What's it, what's it all about? I guess success for us is um, you know having the freedom to make decisions not not based solely on you know financial gains and things like that with you know with work or or whatever the case may be i think um yeah like it's i'm not talking about you know financial freedom to me doesn't look like you know buying super yachts and and ferraris and lamborghinis all that sort of stuff um uh, it's just you know not having to worry about um you know when the bills come in not having to worry about that or you know not having to worry about where the where the, the money for the mortgage or the rent is going to come from and 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 then you know, obviously, over time, it, that that'll change, it, it, depending on how our um, how, how our story pans out. But um, yeah, at, at the moment, um, success to me looks like just being in a place where um, we can get to where we don't have to make decisions in our life that are you know influenced by the need for you know to earn an income to earn an income or or to have enough money to do the things we want. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll get to a place where we have the choice of whether we want to work or whether we, you know, whether we don't want to work or how much we want to work or, or what we want to do for work. You know, maybe <clears throat> we, want to, we want to do something that we'll enjoy much more and get much more satisfaction out of that doesn't necessarily pay as well, pay as, well as, as the things that we, we might feel like we need to do. But if we get to a place where we can... Um, yeah, make those decisions based off what we want to do rather than what we need to do, then, yeah, that, that's, that's financial freedom to me for sure. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Is it, I'm assuming you've got shared, a shared vision of the future, Tammy, but have you got anything you wanted to add on that one? Um, I think just, I guess, on top of that is just time to, like, have freedom of time. So whether that is, you know, yeah, working less to have that time to be, you know, with kids or with like to be able to be generous with your time um, because you don't have to to work as much or, you know, that kind of thing. That's, I guess, for me, a key part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting, isn't it, right? Because uh, most people kind of say the same kind of thing, like they want, you know, all of the stuff that you guys have just said, time, choice, all that kind of stuff. And you touched on a really interesting thing right there, Tammy, that like it's like what you can do with the time and that's being able to actually have an impact, like have an impact mm-hmm. on your family or your community or all of these other things. Like it's not just like if you get to that point where you can, you know, let's say you can get to a point where you can stop work, you're probably not going to sit on the couch and watch Days of Our Lives, even if, if that show even still exists. I don't even know, right? <laughs> but um, but you're probably not going to do that. You're going to be thinking, okay, well, what can I do now? And how can I help? How can I help others? How can I build other people up and all of that, all of that kind of stuff? So, no, that's awesome. I, I love that. I'm interested to know um, with all of the, the life changes that are going on with you guys right now. Um, how do you think the portfolio that you've built? So, for context, most people never get past two properties, right? Ninety percent of property investors never get past two properties. So you've cracked, you've cracked it. I think you would be in. Um, have you still got the house in Singleton? Or have you sold that? Yeah, that will be, we'll be renting that as well. So cool. I think that would put you in the top one percent of property investors um, 
nationwide, right? Which is pretty cool, right? Which is pretty awesome. Uh, particularly that you've done it, you've gone from one to five in l- less than two years, basically, which is sweet. Most people would never achieve that in their in their life. So I'm interested to know, like, now that you've kind of got that base, right? You've got that kind of critical mass, the flywheels turning, all of that kind of stuff. How has that helped you? Uh, or has it even helped you is probably a good good question in terms of that mindset and confidence and all that kind of stuff with all these changes. Because I know from speaking to other people that it can actually it can actually be the thing that can make it all seem a lot easier because you're like, okay, well, I've already hit save. I've already got all this. I'm already kind of good over here. Has that kind of factored into how you guys are feeling about this situation or just life in general? Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, it's made the move a lot easier um, knowing that we've got all this behind us. And knowing that, um, like I said before, you know, currently these properties are, are looking after the, the repayments that we have on this place and, um, you know, renting this one out, that'll help us with, um, you know, covering where we're going as well. So it's, um, yeah, having all that behind us definitely makes the move feel more secure and more, uh, yeah, definitely easier and more at ease, I suppose, with the move. Um, but then, yeah, going forward I, I mean like i said i'm definitely on the bandwagon now i'm yeah i'm ready to Jono, keep going yeah, Jono's and- already after a week <laughs> after we had the baby was ready to um go okay let's go again it's like, okay let's just um start your new job starting a new job and we might have to just wait a few months for, till um, the bank yeah. Will, yeah, is, is ready yeah yeah and and so are you got have you guys got a big renovation project planned in the next 12 months with the new place you're moving to as well yeah so we haven't got anything set in stone there but that's that is the plan we'll we'll get down there and, and we'll meet with some people and discuss um, options with that. So yeah, that, that's the plan and, and we'll see. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can get the outcome we want there. So. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Super exciting. Um, okay. So I want to ask, um, I want to ask one last question then, right? So we're kind of up to our final. Well, actually, is there anything that I didn't ask you guys that you wanted to kind of talk about before we, before we go into the final question? I don't think so. Like, I feel like when we had sat down previous to this and said, you know, what do we want to get across? What's our main message out of this? I think um, definitely, you know, what we said, mindset, um, go to the library or buy some books, you know, whether it be Barefoot Investor, Rich Dad Porter, Richest Man in Babylon, whatever it is, um, go out and just get some of these books that are really going to, you know, help shift your mindset and get you in the right place to start with. And then, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out and, and get some help because, you know, that's, that's what it's there for and, and uh, it just makes the whole process so much, so much easier. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. And just checking in with you, Tammy, did you have anything to add? No, you're good. Uh, cool. You. Awesome. Perfect. So now I want, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are going to answer this individually or together, but imagine that it's your last day on earth, like years and years and years and years and years down the line, right? You've lived a full, happy life you've created you've achieved everything you wanted to achieve you've created everything you wanted to create you've just like you've ticked all of the boxes but for some reason on your last day on earth as you pass away everything that you've ever created or everything that you've ever had is going to be wiped from the face of the earth except except your children right right? Um, but all you can leave behind is three simple truths nothing else is no one else is going to remember you what what three truths what three simple truths would you leave behind for the world? Um, <clears throat> number one um, is going to be pray. So 
Tammy and I, we believe in a God. Um, so this is something that we do together. But if you're not coming from the same place as us in that sense, then this is definitely something that still um, applies. Um, you know, even just the simple act of stopping, removing yourself from, you know, all the stresses of our, our lives and stop thinking about how many appointments you have this week and stop thinking about, you know, all the things you need to get done at work. Just stop and, and think about one things that you know you are blessed to have in your life things that you're grateful for in your life and to think about um <clears throat> you know how you can be a better person so that when you go out into the world the next day you can you can try and better yourself and make everyone's experiences with you um better i suppose so that that's our number one is um you know take that time out of the day to just stop and and think about those things i mean we live in such an amazing country that, you know, that's a blessing in itself. If you live here and, um, you know, enjoy the freedoms that we have here, that then if you can't think of anything else that you can be thankful for or grateful for, then, then there it is. That's, that's a free one for you straight out of the gate. So, um, nice. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Take, take the time and stop and connect. And it could be connecting to yourself, to the environment, to, to whatever spiritual persuasion you may have, but just connect and just like and take that time and that moment. That's, I love that. I love that. For sure. Um, number two is give. Um, I, I know, you know, the books that we mentioned Previously, you, you pick up a financial book and there's always seems to be this aspect of giving, you know, like there's always um, talks about make sure you put money aside to give and it sort of seems, I guess, counterintuitive, all these financial books, you know, that you're reading to try and generate wealth and, and um, you know, one of the things they're saying is to, you know, start giving your money away. Um, it seems a bit strange, but, um, you know, whatever way you look at, at giving, I suppose, whether you, you know, you believe in karma, what goes around comes around, or I, I think it's actually uh, rich dad, poor dad, um, correct? Sorry if I'm, I'm getting that mixed up there, but I'm pretty sure he said something like, you know, the easiest way to get a smile is to first give a smile, or the easiest way to get a punch in the mouth is to punch somebody in the mouth. So, you know, the easiest way to, to, get, to get wealth is, you know, to give it. And I think, um, you know, I think the world would obviously be, you know, it's such a better place, obviously, if, if everyone could could um, wrap their head around that mindset. And I think, I think a lot of people sort of feel like, oh, you know, I'll get rich and then I'll give or, you know, once I have money, then I'll give money. But I feel like, you know, if, if you generate an income in this country, you're already in, you know, well inside the top 10% of richest people in the world. So, um, you know, th that, that excuse is out the door. You know, it's time to time to get onto it and um yeah for us we're believers that you know if you give it will be given back to you um the same amount if not if not if not greater so um yeah i think uh give would be um definitely a truth that we would want to share yeah I think, sorry just on, on that as well for me i guess um something that i've always grown up with was you know or something that's kind of stuck in my head was save in order to be generous um and you know whether that's investing or what and generous is what with time with money um you know you want to be able to to save in order to you know when things you know you need to be generous or you need to you know someone needs help you can be able you're in a position that you're comfortable enough to be able to help or um you know with time with money whatever it is um that's a big thing for me and that's i think been um even just through my parents as well um kind of shown me that you know they're quite generous people and the idea of 
yeah, being able to be in a position where that you can be generous um, is something from that, you know, stuck with me. So, yeah, save to be generous. I think it helps with your relationship with money too if you're able to to give. Like I feel like it... Not super stingy. Yeah, it, it gives you control over the money. It's like the money's not controlling you. If you can't give any of your money away, then then the money is controlling you. So I think, um, yeah, if you can... If you can give, and, and um, something else that I guess I've picked up from Tammy is she's, she comes out with um, this saying all the time, you know, oh, it's only money. You know, if we, if we lose some money, oh, it's only money. You know, it's, it's that mindset of, you know, we talk about financial freedom and happiness and all that sort of stuff, and, yes, money helps you, definitely can help you achieve that, but at the end of the day, you know, if you had millions of dollars, you know, what would you actually change about your life? What what things that actually are meaningful to you, you know, you wouldn't just, those things you wouldn't throw away and, and you know, relationships you have with people and, and relationships that you build and, you know, being part of a community, all that sort of stuff, you know, money doesn't help you achieve any of that. So, um, yeah, it's a good saying that, that I um, have definitely adopted is, yeah, it's only money. So Yeah, totally. It's really interesting because um, uh, money is the only commodity in the world that you can always get more of. Right, so look, it just doesn't, you know. And I so I so totally agree with you. Like everything you just said, really, really resonated with me because, particularly, giving when it's not easy to give is actually where the biggest is where the biggest impact happens for yourself or everything for like the whole kind of thing is like not when you've got like oh tons of cash and like oh yeah I've got some I got some cash lying around I'll I'll like you know I'll chuck that out I'll I'll give that to somebody else or whatever. But it's when it's when it's when it's meaningful. Like it's like when you, when you maybe you give away your last the last ten dollars you got in your wallet or something like that. That's that's where the impact happens because that's like that's that's pure. That's giving from a really pure place. Place I think so. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Final one. Um, start today or start <laughs> yesterday, whatever that. Just you know, you just got to make that decision and and roll with it. Like I guess once you get that mindset. Um, yeah, just get going. Time. Time is the biggest factor in all of this. You know, like if you have more time then you know, compound interest, you know, exponential growth, all that sort of stuff definitely comes into play. But it's definitely, it's, it's never too early and it's never too late, I suppose. So, Yeah, love it. Love it. That's awesome. Guys, I've really enjoyed this chat. I really, really have. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been great. It's been great oh, to see you yeah. guys again. Yeah, um, it's been it's been fun. It's been an awesome chat. I'm so stoked with everything that's going on with you guys. And congratulations again uh, uh, on uh, on the birth of Isaiah. I'm stoked for you guys, and I'm stoked to to continue to help grow your portfolio again in the future. Once you've had, given it just give it a little, <laughs> give it a few minutes, Jono. Just give it a couple of minutes just to All settle right. in, right? All right. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much. I really really appreciate it. Um, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take Thanks care. Thanks, 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 Goose. See ya.